0: Okay, aloha, this is Josh and Jay here with The Solar Coaster. We have a, a really special guest in our studio today. Mayor Alan Arakawa, really appreciate you coming on The Solar Coaster with us today.
1: Well, thank you very much for the invitation.
0: Uh, yeah. It really means a lot to us, uh, Mayor, to have you here. Uh, the Solar Coaster is basically a renewable energy-themed talk show. We're here right in Maui County at Ko'oi Studios every Friday at one oh five p.m. And we focus on kind of bringing the, the bigger picture of renewable energies to the community. Right. Our focus is education, so letting everybody know what's out there so that they can make an informed decision on the renewable energy products everybody is well, offering these days.
1: <laughs> thank you very much for doing this because it's critical that we get everybody to understand that we have to move to 100% alternative energies. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. you know, here in Maui County, we're trying to create the path to get to 100% alternative energies. So we're working on a lot of different programs to be able to actually achieve the goal that we set out to achieve. It's one thing to talk about it, but it's quite another thing to actually go through and create the situation that we want to occur. So we've been having a lot of discussion, and um, one of the things that we're trying to push this year at the state legislature is to have wheeling. Uh, Wheeling is the ability to use the electric lines, the Maui electric lines, to be able to take energy from one point to another point. Wow, that's a big, big step. It's a huge step, um, and it's very necessary because, you know, currently without wheeling, if you produce all the energy that Maui needs in haiku, you can't take it to Kahului, Mm. or you can't take it to any other place, point on the island. So you can only use the energy that you're producing right where you're producing it. You can't even take it off property, really. So having the ability to to wheel, to be able to move energy from one point to another throughout the community allows people who produce energy to be able to find someone to consume energy anywhere on the system.
0: Wow, that's very exciting stuff. We're we're really approaching kind of virtual power plant uh, type of technology and and an adoption here in in, in the county. Um, uh, organizations like Sonnenbattery, Battery, for example, mm-hmm. they discuss wheeling on a regular basis in mm-hmm. Germany, and uh, uh, that's really exciting to hear that you've you've, you've taken the initiative on that.
1: No, we're actually trying to push that legislation through this year at the legislature. No, I'm kidding. Excellent. So it's it's one of the efforts that we're we're working toward. Last year they were discussing having community. Uh, photovoltaic systems and having the community being able to utilize the combined uh, photovoltaic panels for that community and the credits for that community, which is a form of wheeling. Mm-hmm. But what we wanted is a more pure sense to be able to create energy and move it throughout the system.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I firmly believe that if wheeling is allowed within five years after it's passed, we will have 100% alternative energy creation. That fast? I think it will be that fast. Wow. We have the capability of creating all the energy we need within our community. Mm-hmm. It's how we distribute that energy from one point to another, and it's also how we back it up. Now, we have projects that are going on right now. Uh, we're we're going to be working with a company to do about 500 acres of biofuel. Mm-hmm. And at our Kahului wastewater plant, we're going to be creating that biofuel Uh, energy production uh, center. I'll call it that. Uh, So we're going to be taking a lot of the 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 county facilities and we're going to be creating the energy that we need to be able to to run the facilities. Now we've had the capability of taking ourselves off grid uh, for a long time. Uh, we, We put up photovoltaic cells at a lot of different areas but we've been working with Maui Electric Company so we don't want to take ourselves completely off-grid until they're ready for us to be completely off-grid because we have to be cooperative. And we don't want all of the costs to go on to the citizens who are not off-grid. Mm-hmm. No. Because the, the reality is that you need a critical mass of customer base to be able to keep the electric company's process alive.
0: To cover those infrastructure costs and, uh, mm-hmm. to, and also the reactive yeah. load. If the, if the county were to go off... Uh, there could be a significant change in the way they actually model their energy production.
1: There'd be a huge change. And the fixed costs that they have are fixed costs that they have. So Mm -hmm. many are long-term costs. So we have to be able to try and balance off how we're going to adjust so the computer doesn't get hurt. Slowly but surely, we're working also with creating um, charging stations for electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. And when we start doing that, one of the processes we're looking at is to try and create independent... Um, energy sources to be able to charge the charging
0: stations. Mm. So on-site solar and storage to be able to manage the charging stations.
1: Because it doesn't make sense for us to have electric vehicles and then still have petroleum-based energy being created to power the electric vehicles. Mm. So we're working to try and isolate that. And the county is also working toward getting an all alternative energy vehicle fleet. So we've made a commitment statewide. All of the counties have the to work toward getting that done by 2030 or 2035. Agreement. We think we can get it done by 2030. Excellent. Um, we're working with uh, some Japanese companies to be able to create the charging stations as an independent business, and also to try and unify all the different types of chargers mm. into one commodity so that. You know, the companies that are putting up the charging stations can now universally charge any kind of vehicles. Right. So If all the vehicles have the same kind of hookups, then it makes economical sense to be able to put up these charging stations and everybody can feel comfortable that they're going to be able to charge wherever those stations are. Until we do the universal, and this is being worked on nationally, by the way, internationally for that Hmm. matter. Until we can do that, then every car company has their own individual charging stations and you have to have a lot more of those so economically it doesn't make a whole lot of sense you make it a universal system then everybody can charge at the same charging station economically business-wise you, you you'll be viable
0: yeah just like putting fuel in your car you know it's just it's, like, it's going to fit when you go to the gas pump <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like you want to go to a gas station
1: you can you can go to any gas station. Yep. It may be different brands, but nonetheless, sure. the gas will power your car. Right. And we need the same thing for the charging stations. Yep. Now, when we say charging stations, it may not necessarily be just electrical. So there are adjustments in being made and different sources of fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, when we create fuel sources, some of them will be solid fuel as well as um, being able to create the the electrical power. So when you create a fuel that you can actually translate into something that a vehicle can utilize, then we have different ways of, of dispersing that. And um, So at our landfill, the Energia project that we're looking at will create an alternative form of fuel as well, so that we can actually use that um, to be able to take to our various facilities and utilize that as fuel. Uh, to re- replace uh, the current petroleum-based electric.
0: So it's really a much bigger picture than simply solar right now. You have a, a variety of initiatives happening. Are we talking about methane for the landfills? Is that the type of fuel
1: you're describing? Methane will be part of it. We have a contract with the um, the state for the at the airport, so we'll be piping the methane to the airport, do a conversion for power Whoa. there. Whoa. Um, <clears throat> economically, We have to be able to make the adjustment to meet the goals that we've set uh, of getting to be 100% alternative. And it takes a a lot of different uh, technologies to be able to get there. Mm. So we're looking at pump hydro. We're looking at all kinds of different systems. Ultimately, uh, most of the systems that will will end up, where I think we'll end up is we'll end up with ocean-based power, mm-hmm. current uh, temperature differences, or we'll end up with um, earth-based power. You know, when, when we're looking at the, the heat from the earth, and I I want to say earth-based power because just in the depth of, of soil, you, know, you have differences in temperature. Mm. Uh, and in some of the Asian countries, I've actually seen units where they go down about 10 to 18 feet and they use the the heat from the ground to thaw out the sidewalks and to be able to cool buildings, yep. mm-hmm. you know. So just the temperature differences can make a difference. It, it doesn't have to be volcanic action.
0: Yeah, there's a Volcano lot happening heat. in that area uh, around the world uh, yes. in terms of that temperature differential and working with heat exchanging systems. Right, To, to be able to harvest exchanges. that in one way or another, right? right. Very, very, very interesting stuff. And it, it really feels like when talking with you right now that there are uh, just so many different initiatives happening, looking at the full picture of how to reduce our, uh, our, our use of fossil fuels. Now, one of the conversations we had with um, in, uh, in our shows, we've had about uh, maybe seven, eight months of shows, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. And so we had uh, Doug McLeod, the former Renewable Energy mm-hmm. Commissioner, come on. And he was talking about kind of wearing his, renewable, uh, his Maui Energy Conference hat, right. talking about the issue of renewable energy versus decarbonization. Right. And, and uh, right now in Germany, there's a, a huge discussion on, about that because of all the forward progress they made with renewables that didn't necessarily get them forward on decarbonization. decarbonization. Right. So any thoughts in that particular area?
1: Well, one of, one of the um, politically charged areas is actually working with decarbonization versus renewable energy. Mm-hmm. You know, the biodiesel, for instance, is a carbon-based product. Yep. So, if you're going to try and eliminate the carbon footprint, biodiesel is not the replacement for the fuel that you want. But yet, it also eliminates a very uh, necessary byproduct, which is the g- fats and greases that we create. So, somehow, you've got to get rid of that. So, there, there is a benefit to having the biofuels being used as well because it doesn't add, um, it, it eliminates the fat and grease o- from our system to a large degree but it is a carbon based product
0: right
1: okay so we're not gonna I'm not gonna say we're gonna do 100% elimination of carbon based because there is a need to be able to get rid of some of the carbon that's created in various forms within our community the trash to energy program for instance all the all the paper and all of the I'm gonna say all all of the um, organic products that we have can produce energy as well, but it is coming off of a carbon-based product. So do we want to keep all of the trash and not utilize it, or do we want to utilize that as an asset and get away from fossil fuel
0: Mm.
1: more than anything else? And my direction has been more toward eliminating the use of fossil fuel carbon rather than all carbon.
0: Yeah, and that, that issue is exasperated for us being here on the, uh, exasperated, um, uh, amplified for right. us here, being here on the islands because any of the fossil fuels actually being shipped in as well. Right. So we have a use of fossil fuel to get the fossil fuel here, right. uh, which is kind of double, double duty.
1: It, it is, but
0: again, understand,
1: when you're looking at economic development, pure and simple, you develop the economy within the community by either developing more product, and developing more sales of that product, or you don't spend as much money outside of the community and you keep the money within the community. Mm. So all of the money that we're spending on petroleum is money that is being exported from our community, which is negative. If we, can, yeah. if we can stop buying oil, then whatever is generated within our community now stays within our community.
0: That's a great point. So
1: that would be a huge economic boom for our community. It would be probably the largest economic engine that we have, but it would be a cost savings yep. for the community. So, But it's an expenditure that would be eliminated. And that is what our goal is. It's not necessary to eliminate all carbon, because in nature, we have to have balance within our systems. right? You have to be able to get rid of some of the carbon-based Products that are created naturally, all the all the trees, for instance, you know, if you don't, um, you don't call some of the trees, you have an overabundance and you can't do anything with it, and it becomes a pest.
0: Mm-hmm. The, so there's the a same, balance we're searching for. There's, there's
1: right. always a balance. So, what we have to be able to do is create the best environmental position that we can, not necessarily just eliminating all the carbon.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, Mayor, um, and Jay, jump in at any moment. I'm trying sure. kind to of ask a lot of questions here, yeah. but because um, they're all <laughs> rapid firing in my head. Um, we had uh, the president of SIA, the Solar Energy Industries Association, mm-hmm. on last week. A really great show. Abigail Ross-Hopper, she just, uh, she's negotiating with the White House as we speak, some new uh, articles coming out. And uh, you know her perspective was, she said really uh, that Maui, Maui and Hawaii in particular, but also you know Maui specifically, is really this kind of uh, template, this this opportunity for the rest of the country to kind of see how to do it and uh she you know she really was there to support i think this community and she had a lot she she, we asked her well, what would you say would you ask mayor alan Arakawa? and you know she said actually you know the big question really is and and we're also planning on discussing this with uh the the 2018 mayoral candidates and so the the real question is what is the community looking for and how, how what can we hear from the community uh and um you know, so a lot of people in the community, when we went out to ask them, they they have questions like, well, we don't understand why it's taking so long. We don't understand the delays with the utility. I don't know if you recall, but in 2012, we met in your office with the yes. Kayapakui Fellowship and uh, I asked you a question. <laughs> I said, hey, here's my friend Chris. He has three kids and a $300 electric bill. And at that point, the utility was saying you can't get solar, right? So th- that tends to dominate the questions in the community when we put that question out there. Do you have anything to share about that? you've got
1: to realize we live in a very political community, okay? There are people that um, depend on the utility, and a lot of jobs are, are associated with it. There's also a lot of rules and regulations that have been created over time to be able to protect the utilities, which is why we have the Public Utilities Commission. In order to get through all of those layers of bureaucracy, you have to be able to take one step at a time and you have to sort of prove prove out that what you're gonna do will work. Mm. And you have to be able to, to make it work in a way that doesn't detrimentally affect everybody else. And one of the, the issues that came out, for instance, is the electric bills, right? So all of us that went on photovoltaic systems, and I have a photovoltaic system, now in, initially the electric company was saying, well, that's great, right? Then all of a sudden they went, oh wait a minute, our bottom line is being affected. Now, how are we gonna pay for our fixed costs if all of these people are no longer customers? So they have to raise the rates on the people that are still on the system. That's an adverse impact to the members of the community that couldn't, they were renting, they couldn't buy their own systems. So you have to be careful to balance the adverse impacts with the advancement that you're trying to make. That's the role that we play in government, is to make the transitions as seamless as possible with as little damage to the community as possible. The time frame, and I think I told you at, at that hearing, we could, have, we could go to 100% conversion today. We could actually go to 100% conversion very, very quickly If we take all politics and you take the the funding aspects out of the picture,
0: Hmm.
1: we could create enough battery um, reserves just by buying the batteries and having it there. We could literally go through all of the the different um, sources that we have and look at all the the alternative energy sources, combine them, and we have produce enough power. So if you can balance the batteries when you don't have the the sun and you don't have the wind, you should be able to, to run the system, take it all offline. We could do that. But economically and from a practical basis, how do you make that conversion so everybody can benefit from it? That takes time. But do I believe that we could be 100% alternative energy? Absolutely. Do I believe that it can be done quickly? Absolutely. Do I believe that we can do it all in a way that would benefit the community to the highest level? No, mm. we, we can't do it immediately without creating an adverse impact on many people within our community. But can it be done? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, we had uh, Melissa Miyashiro, Jay, on mm-hmm. a couple shows back and uh, mm-hmm. from Blue Planet Foundation. We have Hank Rogers on the show uh, tomorrow, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's receiving the uh, award from Hawaiian Land Trust and uh, this weekend uh, Saturday, and but Melissa was on to talk about the recent PUC discussion about community solar or the order, I right. think, mm-hmm. about community solar. So there seems to have been some uh, progress in that regard to yes. try and, and look at that as a real kind of forward movement and democratizing access to solar mm-hmm. for the community. How, what are your feelings on that?
1: Well, this is why PUC is being very careful and slowly doing things mm-hmm. because they're looking at the negative and the positive impacts. Do we believe that you can do community-based solar? Absolutely. Can we, can we? There were companies, and many companies, were bidding to try and create huge solar banks, mm. uh-huh. right? Maui Electric did a study um, some years back that said that we could buy batteries and we could um, install them, and within a five-year time, would pay back the cost of the batteries.
0: Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
1: They actually did a study back then. We we know that. Yep. But they chose not to do it.
0: Okay. Why is that?
1: That was a business decision.
0: Mm. So, just on that same topic, uh, there was a a discussion for a a while about um, uh, actually. I think maybe a study had been commissioned by I think your office mm -hmm. regarding the potential acquisition of the utility. Yes, and um, energy report. Energy Mm -hmm. report. And uh, so, uh, where does that sit at this moment, uh, right now?
1: We were doing uh, more research, and we're looking at it. We know. We know we can do 100%. Mm. Uh,
0: that,
1: that's not even a question in my mind. It's what kind of system do we want to convert to? Mm. And that's being debated. Right Now, at one point we thought about creating a county electric company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a county utility is not new, by the way. Our water department is a utility. Mm-hmm. Our wastewater department is a utility. Right. So we have utilities that Owned by
0: the county. Owned by the
1: county. So it's not a new concept. So if anybody thinks that the county can't run a utility, uh, we already are. Yeah. We've considered doing it, but at the same time, we don't want to have the negative impacts to the community. So we're, again, trying to balance off the negative with the positive. But at the same time, we're trying to change the legislation. We're trying to change the process now, we've had many, many debates with the electric company. You know, when they were asking every individual to do studies, if you want to put in a photovoltaic mm, system. The put IRS them, study. Yeah, put in a couple, <laughs> couple of thousand dollars and do a study. Well, we pointed out that that was ridiculous. Yeah. You do one study, you know what the system capability is. You don't have to have each individual doing that. Yeah. When, they were, when they were talking about um, almost everything, their uh, cost avoidance, Mm. right they're, they're going well you know the cost of, of petroleum is such therefore in order to first to buy uh your alternative energy it has to be less than what we pay for petroleum mm-hmm. sounds really logical right tell me what's the cost of oil going to be next year right That's what's the cost month. of oil going to be next month
0: yeah you have a volatility Right. Well, so.
1: it, it's a it's a very fluctuating market, and nobody knows. Right. So to say, well, we have to we have, this is the cost that we are looking at to avoid. It's a false. It really, it really it's is essentially false. made a, up. <laughs> it, it, right. Yeah, it's it's a false premise. Yeah. So, they come out with all these technical kinds of uh, computations, but it's all based on a false premise. Right. right. You so, know,
0: um, wh- wh- I, we read a lot of articles trying to prepare for which news is most relevant for the show on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. and there was a term that was used recently. Do you remember the, uh, the utility game of whack-a-mole? <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> and I thought that is exactly what we've been dealing with the IRS studies for example you know we as a, a small company local mm-hmm. uh, company here our, and this is separate from the solar coaster the Maui Solar Project is my All EPC right. and uh, we constantly come up with ideas from a marketing installation community grassroots kind of uh, collaboration perspective and I remember we put together these uh, uh, posters and ran them like mm-hmm. in the news where people were holding hands saying hey there's a rule you can share your R- IRS study right. yeah. and uh, we tried every kind of method Mechanism we could, and then no. there's a new barrier after that, you know, and but, for but years.
1: That, that's what the electric company was doing for, for the longest time. Yeah. And, you know, then, then the, there's the, um, well, you know, all this equipment is going to cost us a whole lot of money. And we pointed out, you've got the equipment that you're running at Kahului that's World War II vintage. Where's all the money that we're spending on every bill for right. upgrade of equipment? Where's that going when you haven't changed your generators in Kahului since World War II?
0: Right. Mm. So with with that kind of a, of a of a partnership, it sounds like there's a lot of dialogue going on between right. the county and the utility, and there certainly is this conversation about potential acquisition of the utility. Would you say that's still at play as a potential, or would you say that's kind of uh, is that DOA right now? We're working towards something else.
1: We're 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 trying to create a model whereby the utilities realize, and and they've they've come out and they've basically said. We're going to go to 100% alternative. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have come to the realization that they can't fake their way through it. So <laughs> it was kind of a shock when they when they first came out and they said that. Yeah. Because for the longest time they went, "There's no way you can possibly convert uh, and not use fossil fuel." Right. I mean, initially when I started talking about 100% alternative, everybody said well, you are crazy. Mm-hmm. Can't be done. And that wasn't that long ago. Mm. You remember our first conference? Yeah. Everybody's kind of laughing, and then within a year we're going well. We're going to go 100% alternative. Right? The electric company was going well. No way. It's going to take all these decades to be able to do all the conversion and everything else. But everything that they've put up as barriers, you notice, we've kind of moved the the, the barriers, and they've had to adjust. So they're in a they're in a process of some very very rapid adjustment. You know, at one time they thought well, you know. We've been with the community a long time. We're community based. We're always going to be community based. And then they go, Well, we're going to be selling our entire (laughs) investment to a Florida based company.
0: Mm -hmm. The next air acquisition. The next air acquisition.
1: And we went, How is that going to be community based? You know, how are we going to be able to have conversations with a board of directors that don't even care where we are? That was a concerning time. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, we went through all all those discussions, and every time we come up with a False premise we've been trying to knock it down and Mm. from the county perspective we've been doing this on a regular basis but we have to work with the utility and the board of directors is up here in outer space and but the local people we have really good conversations we're 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 really trying to work toward goals that will allow the community to become involved Mm. Um, ultimately the, we will be 100% alternative. Ultimately, the utility company will either be a participant in creating alternative energies or they will be just out of it, the energy production.
0: So one of the concerns about the utility, and I think for other utilities around the country with renewable energies, is that now that they've identified that 100% renewable energies is as possible or major and adoption rate as possible, then they're looking to own that those in right. that infrastructure and uh so uh you know for example there's some discussion and this is something i've had conversations with other you know engineering firms across the country mm-hmm. uh, of the utility pushing out past the meter taking right. that client relationship and building out um a solar through that mechanism because rooftop is a, is a low-hanging fruit still so um any thoughts on that mm-hmm. well the from a business model any
1: sane business is going to try and protect its assets. Mm. The utility is going to try and protect its assets, which is its customer base and production. So, yes, they're going to try their very best to do that. Now, when NextEra was coming in, if you, it was kind of in, as a side issue. NextEra was trying to put in a wind bank yeah. out in Canaio that would produce 100% of the energy that's needed. <laughs> right? Yeah. They actually had a proposal to do that. And they were claiming they, they were an independent of the next era company that was trying to do the acquisition. But as soon as the next era acquisition fell through, the wind farm disappeared. See you later. Right. Right? <laughs> but the discussion of could they produce 100% of the alternative energy? Absolutely. They were planning to do it that way. They were going to do it, yeah. They were going to do it. Now, with the wind energy were they gonna have enough emergency backup to be able to have firm power? They were gonna do it.
0: What, a, what, an, what an interesting con- concept because we're really talking earlier about exporting our dollars in petrodollars and right. with the acquisition of the utility, we're just exporting our dollar in kilowatt dollars or whatever to Florida uh, if they own the renewable sources, right? So right. it's just, it's cleaner, but it doesn't help the community in terms of the big economic boom that you were describing.
1: Right, and that's why we're trying to keep it so that the the industry here is the ownership of the power production yeah. because the jobs that we create should be kept within our community. All the people that within the community that are, that are working in this industry, we want to be able to keep the revenue generated within our community because that is the economic development model that we're looking at. Not take the money from one company that's foreign to us to another company that's foreign to yes. us so that we export that money out of, out of community. And whether it be a foreign country or some other place in the United States, if it's being exported from our community, it's still exported from our community. Mm-hmm. We want it to stay here. And if we can do that, we're literally going to create billions of dollars of revenue for our community. Now, understand the magnitude of what we're talking about. In my lifetime, the population of Maui has grown from 35,000 to a daily population base of over 200,000. Okay, if you add the tourists to the local population, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have over 200,000 people using power every day within our community.
0: Yeah.
1: That's in a little over 60 years, we've gone from 35 to 200. About every 20 years we double the population within our community historically, mm. if you look at the trend. Okay. Now, let's assume that this trend continues. No? Within 100 years, we'll be at over 800000 Think of the energy production that we we will be saving, and the money economically that we'll be saving if we produce that energy within the community and keep that revenue within the community. Think of how much we have to export if we're setting it
0: someplace else. Huge potential loss versus a huge potential gain for this one major decision.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... The businesses don't want you to think 50, a hundred years from now. They don't want, and they don't want you to think that there's a possibility of any kind of growth within our community. They want you to think today. Mm. If you think today, the model that you're looking at is very different at the model that you're looking at if you draw it out. Okay. And again, we've gone from 35 to 200 in about 60 years. That's not even 100 years.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're 200. In 20 years, we we'll would probably be at 400. In 40 years, we'll be at 800, if you look at the pattern. I'm going to assume that at some point this community is going to say, that's too much.
0: It's going to plateau. Let's, let's
1: limit the growth, and let's figure out how we're going to limit the growth, which is what we should be doing, not just allowing it to grow. Because when you take... You know, let's take agriculture. We say, well, let's protect agriculture. Look at Haiku, Makawao, all those areas that used to be ag. They're, they're all gentlemen of states now. Mm-hmm. So all the people that are saying, well, you know, let's keep it all ag, they're the ones that are living in all the agricultural areas and they want the big gentlemen of At some point, we're going to have to be able to say, this is what we want as a community. This is the, the picture that we want to create. How do we create that picture? And that's sort of what I'm working on.
0: Yeah. Do you think that um 20 years out, 400,000 daily residents of Maui County is something that... Can you see that picture?
1: Yeah. I could... When, when we were living and we had 35,000, I couldn't picture 50,000. Yeah. You know? And then I couldn't picture 100,000. I've You're lived through it. Right I've now. seen yeah. where the sugarcane industry disappeared. I've Mm -hmm. seen where all the pastures that we had in the upcountry area have been converted to housing. I've seen the pineapple industry disappear. We look at Molokai Lanai, look at all the changes in the communities. I've seen this exponential growth that everybody says is not possible. So do I think it's possible? Absolutely.
0: But are, are we able to maintain, I mean, um, I, from my perspective, I have a, a much shorter uh, timeline ra- time than you do, 10 years, right? So, <laughs> Do we have the capability of it? Well, do, well yeah. Do, can, we, can we preserve all of the things that are so remarkable about Maui County it, it, with, with that type of a population base?
1: No. It's trade-offs. I used to be able to go to the beach in Mokana and be the only one on the beach. The trade-off is mm-hmm. today I go to McKenna and i got to share it with 100 other people. I used to be able to drive on the road at night and not see another car. Today, I've got to be able to to look at all the lights glaring at me as I'm driving along the road. I mean, there are always trade-offs, and that's what we have to be able to plan, and we have to be able to foresee. What are the trade-offs that we're looking at as a community? You know, how are we trying to be able to create what we want to preserve Everybody that came here said, you know, Maui is a great place to live. This is a great place to raise our family. And then they added to the population. And they're going, well, the next person, we don't want them to come. And then I those people will come in yeah. and they'll yeah. add to the population. So we go from 35 to 200, right? Do we want to say anybody is bad? No. Everybody that came here has good intentions. There are a lot of good people that moved to the islands. But nonetheless... They're changing the character of the community. The characteristics are, are definitely adjusting. If you live in Haiku, 20 years ago, you could make the trip to Kahului in 10 minutes. Yeah. And some of us used to do it in seven. You know? <laughs> hey. But you could do it before. Right. Today you uh, can't do it. Yeah. Right?
0: I came in along that road today because I live in Haiku. Right. Yeah.
1: And if the population grows anymore, when we're looking at country roads, you're not going to be able to have traffic move at all. It's going to become gridlocked, which is why we're talking about a Pailla bypass, which is why we're talking about all of these things that need to be considered, even though we don't want to consider because we want to say, no, in our minds, we're never going to grow anymore. That's Mm -hmm. not real.
0: You know, when, it, when we talk about traffic, there's actually, from, from our perspective with the show, we cover the, the nexus of electric vehicles and, and, the, uh, and the grid and, and renewable energies. And so this concept of uh, ownership of electric, of, of electric vehicles, of autonomous vehicles, right mm-hmm. around the corner, could really impact the way traffic flows work in the next five years. It could be a bit of a change in our, in our assumptions. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I've been talking for over a year now.
1: Don't don't discontinue flying vehicles. Yeah. You know, I, I can actually see... Somebody getting into into their little jet pack and just like the Jetsons used to do yeah, back yeah. in the cartoons in the fifties. Yeah. But right right now, when you're looking at drones, the the big companies are all really trying to use it to Harry. Carry cargo. So they're testing these right testing. now
0: in Dubai for passenger travel. Right. Uh, the, 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 what, 200 uh, 100 kilogram payload drones. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a drone episode shortly. I'm sure Brian, Jason's yeah, going to be cover able to it. chime in on that. Um, but do you see something like that possible for Maui County? I didn't think we'd ever get the phones off the walls. <laughs> do I think it's possible?
1: I mean, how can you possibly talk to somebody without a wire? Connecting one phone to another phone. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. You know?
1: The technology has advanced to the point where anything is possible. And when you when you're looking at drones, we we can see drones. We can see the the payloads being carried. We we've, we're seeing where vehicles can be programmed so that they can actually have vehicle avoidance, they can actually be GPS from one point to another. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about autonomous vehicles, you, autonomous being driverless vehicles, we can see that all being programmed in. You can do the same thing with aerial. Yeah. There's absolutely no difference, right? Yeah. So can I see that? That's why I was predicting over a year ago that we'll probably be seeing drones within the next five to ten years.
0: mm even with the trades. <laughs> even Well, think of it. how
1: convenient it would be. Uh, you, you get up in the morning. A drone can be very small. Mm-hmm. You don't need your big garage. Yep. Right? You take your drone out of the closet. You unfold it. You fly to, your, to the office. You fold it up. You put it in a closet. <laughs> think of all the space that you save. Right? Think of the convenience of not having to buy that car. Because drones right now you can buy a good drone for a couple thousand dollars mm. right
0: yeah
1: if you if you if you look at something that can carry a payload, let's say it costs ten thousand dollars what is the, what does a car cost you
0: now right?
1: And can they put all the fancy trimmings to make one drone look nicer than the other? Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. Of course. Right? Porsche drones. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> Lexus they'll, drones. They'll, 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 they'll get into it. They'll get into it. Yeah. I really appreciate the honesty. This is awesome. Uh, we have One last question, if we may. Um, you've been really honest about the, um, the past and the present, your, your outlook through here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had uh, one thing in the renewal space to communicate to your successor, what would that be?
1: progress will occur because the communities demand it. And you cannot stand in the way of progress. So unless you're willing to be able to constantly evolve, you die. And the community will die unless it's allowed to constantly evolve. So my my bit of wisdom is, be part of the evolution. Don't try and stop it. Okay. Direct it in the way that we think will best help the community.
0: Fantastic. Well, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this has been Mayor Alan Arakawa uh, here on the Solar Coaster. It's been our profound honor and privilege to have you on board.
1: Well, thank you very much in this 10-minute interview sure lasted a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we squeezed it out. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you again. You, thank Appreciate you. It. Have a great day. Have a thank great you. day.